0: A podcast for you, a podcast for me, the Pottervision Podcast, episode 43. Listeners, we are back with another episode of the Pottervision Podcast. Can I just warn you, it is a good one. I can't lie. I cannot lie. It is a good one. A uh, bit of discretion, though. A bit of discretion. Some jokes get a tad dark, but I tell you what, that makes it all the worthwhile for me. Uh, Anyway, if you're enjoying the pod, may I remind you to tell a friend. Keep telling people. I know you've not told people yet, because the listening figures have stayed the same. So start start telling people. Um, If you're enjoying it and you want to support us even more, you can go to patreon.com forward slash pottervision to download our secret bonus podcast, Double Vision, that's all about Harry Potter. But that's a secret. Don't tell anyone about that. That's just for you. Uh, and if you'd even like to support us even further, leave us a review on whatever platform you listen uh, to it on. Anyway, here's me, and also we're going on tour, so go to potvision.com for tour dates. Anyway, we're, we're doing a, like a comedy show, it won't be a live podcast, we'll be mucking about and having a daff laugh and that. Anyway, here's me yammering on, this is episode 43.
1: Welcome to the Potter Vision Podcast, the podcast where every seven days, myself Lucas Kirby and this man opposite me, Tom Lawrenson, in advance we read a chapter of the Harry Potter books, we make notes, we turn up at your house and we talk about it. This week we're on episode 43, mm. we're on book 3, Prisoner of Azkaban, chapter 8, Flight of the Fat Lady. Tom, mm. how are you, duck?
0: I'm clammy. Oof. The weather's, the weather's hot. Mm. I've, uh, they dragged me into work today. It's so a Sunday. Oof. They said, we need you in. I was like, what do you need me for? They said, none of your business. I turn up. They hogtie me. They suspend me from the ceiling, and they spend eight hours yeah. unrelentlessly whipping me.
1: Oof. Can, um, do you mind me asking where they were whipping you?
0: I'm, I'm embarrassed to say my raw hide. Ugh. Yeah, Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, 12 o'clock, they're going to take a break for lunch, someone else comes in and takes over. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. At two o'clock, all the skin is left from my buttocks, Mm -hmm. Uh, they pull up my shorts, I drive home in agony, (laughs) Um, my... uh, my oven's broken. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I've got an electric hob. Ooh, I wish I had a gas one. Yeah. <sighs> My <I'm> life's shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic. I too am well. I'm well.
0: <laughs> What's happening with your oven? Is it just stopped working? Well, when we moved in, the lime bastards didn't tell us that it was broken. Oh. It's an oven, yeah? Oh, yeah. The only function that works on it is the grill function. Right, okay. So so it's not an oven. No, it's a toasty maker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got a big toaster. (laughs) Yeah. A big useless toaster in the the big hole in my kitchen. And, uh, yeah. Oof. How about you? What have you been up to? Well, before I say that, I just want to say if there's any electricians in
1: uh, our listenership, who uh, wants to come and sort Tom's something out for free.
0: Or, if there's any millionaire benefactors who want to buy me a mansion and have me never work again, I'd be willing to take you up on that offer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and for me, I'd be happy with a bungalow. Free bungalow. No, no, no. Greedy, greedy, greedy. Oh, <laughs> I've been alright. I too have Tell been me. suffering under this stifling
0: heat. Influence me with your knowledge. A couple of days ago, I bought unos días antes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a packet of
1: jelly babies. Mm. I had about three or four dulces. Left them in the car. Mm-hmm. Now, any other time of year, that's Caramelos. not a stupid thing to do. Yeah, go on. Not a stupid thing to do, but. Today, I put my bag on the seat mm. and oh, the jelly babies had turned into goo. They'd all mixed together into a black goo under the heat and they've covered my bag and when I've lifted the bag, it's gone all over my elbow, all over my shoulder mm. and my t-shirt and I had to scrub it away and I was covered in jelly baby goo. Were you
0: annoyed? A little bit. Right, okay, we're going to reenact the scene now. Yeah. You get in the car, on your arm. Oh. What is Lucas be saying?
1: Oh fuckerin Fuckatash
0: Did you swear?
1: I think I went uh, maybe a little shit came
0: out of me. And then out of your mouth. mouth. <laughs> 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 no, I think you just went, bloody hell. Um Are you christened? I am christened and do you know what I found out recently? That's awful to hear a christened
1: boy swearing. On Sunday as well. Yeah. But can I tell you, my mum and dad cannot remember who my godparents are.
0: They remember my sisters, but they don't remember mine. Um, if you know any of our listeners, uh, write in. <laughs> if you're if you're Lucas's godparents, yeah. um, you're gonna might be have to take care of him soon. Yes, what please. does that mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know something I don't. But um, I am a godfather. Are you a godfather? I'm making my nerve effort. I can't refuse. Yeah, um, I th- I don't know. I'm Godfather's a Christian thing. I think I might be responsible for a child should something happen out of the confines of Christianity. Is, is there a name for that, Uncle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I'm Godfather to befriend Maggie's youngest daughter, Maggie Simpson from The Simpsons. Exactly. <laughs> She's a baby herself, but she's had a baby. People who don't know the Simpsons, it's 20 years old, Maggie's an adult
0: now. It's a bit like when you buy a red bell pepper and you cut it open and there's a newborn bell pepper in there. Oh,
1: that's cute that, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, like a vegetable with a little baby one in the middle. I'd say it's a mutation. Oh, we don't like to hear it. (laughs) Another thing I'd like to update you on... Right, is that my voice recognition... Sometimes I listen to the audiobook of Harry Potter and I make voice notes on my phone. Voice recognition software types it out for me, what I say. But it struggles to understand my thick northern caveman club accent. Mm. Spelling things wrong so I can't understand it reading it back. What I've started doing is I've now recording my voice notes in an American accent and it spells it perfectly.
0: When I'm doing um you know when I'm calling someone using the uh, hands-free of my iPhone. Yeah. I don't want it to pick it up now so let's call uh, I'm going to pretend it's Alexa. Yeah. But it's you know it's not that's not what it's called is it. Yeah. I'll go Alexa call Lucas Kirkby. I do it like that. Yeah yeah in yeah. that cadence. I'll go like, text, mum. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
1: You have to bow down to their bloody rules. They won't come to you. No. You have to come to them with the silly voices. I know. So here I am in my white Hyundai in an American atmosphere. White,
0: wife high- <laughs> <Y> fronts.
1: <laughs> saying Remus Lupin it looks shaggy. Excuse there me. Type it down. <laughs> Couldn't give a note? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, yeah. are you ready, my baby boy, for a chapter rundown? Late on me. Oh, chapter eight. Flight of the Fat Lady. So, r- Harry. Eight. Uh, oh, that was lovely. A lovely eight made with uh, your hands. Well done. So, Harry wants to go to Hogsmeade, but he can't because he doesn't have a permission slip from Mummy or Daddy Dursley. And uh, McGonagall's sticking to the rules. She's saying, no,
0: Potter rules are rules,
1: you're not going to Hogsmeade. And uh, he's very jealous. They're all going. Ron and Hermione are putting it down, even though they're actually going to love going there. But, on the other hand, Quidditch is started again. Harry's pumped for the new season and he wants to get the Quidditch Cup for the first time ever because it's Oliver Wood's last opportunity. He's in uh, seventh year, he's going to be leaving for university next year, we assume. Anyway, so Harry's on his own. He's wandering round the corridors and he bumps into Professor Lupin. And they have a good old heart to heart. Harry, I didn't let you deal with the boggart because I didn't want Voldemort to appear and scare the students. Mm. Next minute, Snape turns up with a bubbling broth in a mm. bottle for Lupin to swallow a potion. Very, very mysterious. Harry tells Ron and Hermione, they go, oh, maybe he's trying to poison him, what's all that about? Very mysterious stuff. And they have a lovely Halloween feast, and on the way back, they notice that the portrait of the fat lady has been scratched and damaged, and the fat lady is nowhere to be seen. Turns out, according to Peeves, it was none other than Sirius Black. And that was the flight of the fat lady. Hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I nearly said "Fight of the Flat Lady" there, which would have been a different chapter altogether. But I loved it too. We're getting pumped
0: up, aren't we? Black is in the school. Mm. I used to feel that way. I used to think the chapter was like, you know, like a bit of a, a roller coaster. Yeah. The first several chapters, like the first several chapters, were the climb of the book. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Trying to get somewhere and then up and down. But now I'm like, no, it's all a climb. Yeah. It's all a climb. There's no peak. It just continues going up and up and up, up and up and up and up. We're going to the moon, baby.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: We've got that what you call rising
1: action. We're rising hitting... damp, if you will. Rising damp. Hidden dragon. We are <coughs> sneezing away. Mm. We're getting excited. About because last chapter we had Sirius Black is nearby. Now we're thinking he's in the damn school.
0: Everyone's favourite subject has become defense against the dark arts. Dada! Everyone's loving it. Yeah. Few kids aren't loving it. Bit jealous, you might say. Mm. Can you guess? Is it um, <laughs> Malfoy and the Slytherins, maybe? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, yeah, I think there's got to be a lot of Slytherins who are into it, but yeah. Malfoy is just a little bit jealous, you know? Yeah. And he's coming in, and the only thing he can say is that he, Professor Lupin is dressed not too well. He's dressed, he says, like my old house elf. And I was <laughs> thinking. Do you really think Professor Lupin is walking round in an old pillowcase? If that is true, then
1: he's right to complain. Mm. If Remus Lupin is walking round teaching children with nothing but a pillowcase on and no underpants, I'm having him sacked. (laughs) Because, look, a pillowcase fits Dobby. A pillowcase on a fully grown man... He's not going to reach his navel. (laughs) Like a little party dress.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Malfoy, you're right to complain if he's only got that on. He's right. Bless Dobby. Bless, bless Dobby. I think if I was Dobby's owner and I offered him a sock, he would not accept. No. Because it'd be so dry and crusty. (laughs) (laughs) Or he wouldn't want to leave you as his
1: fantastic master. Why did you say that then? (laughs) It sounds brilliant, these classes. They're getting practical experience. They're dealing with red caps. These creatures who only appear where there's been bloodshed. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. Very creepy. Imagine seeing them at a house viewing. You think, what's, bloody, what's going on in here? Oh, yeah. You think,
0: oh, there's been a murder here or something. Scary stuff. I had that at a house viewing. I went to see a house. Yeah. And there's red caps everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to see a house and the garden was very suspicious because it had light sharpened spikes huh? all around the fence.
1: Like to stop pigeons and stuff?
0: Like, no, not like nails, like spikes. Like, right. Um, and they were up the tree, they were everywhere. Right. And then I go to the estate and I was like, what's all that about? Like, cause they were so yeah. everywhere. And he was like, oh, it's cats, This just stop cats. Right. And then I went inside and there was this massive security system as well where there was a camera on every angle of the outside of the house. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is that for cats as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Haha, <gasps> I think uh, it must have been a dodgy area. Oh, my God, mm. that is... It was right on the edge of a park. Yeah. So if you were going to rob, you could spree into the park. Yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd yeah. And you'll be found. <sighs> Lie down in some long grass. Yeah.
1: Oof, where did they go? Let's ask this man in Balakava playing football. Have you seen where they went? Nope.
0: Let's ask this bloke with the swag bag on the swings. (laughs) Uh, That way. Thanks, mister. Swaggy bag. Oh, my God. That's a
1: red flag and it spikes. That sounds like a high-security compound.
0: So sometimes it's the only option. If you've got spikes all over your wall, write in. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Is it for cats? Is it for burglars? Is it for kids climbing over to get their ball? Or
1: do you like the look? Yeah. It may be purely aesthetic. And hey... We want a CCTV system that can show us every angle at once so we can enjoy it.
0: Mm. <laughs> now, a lot of the students are happy with Defence Against the Dark Arts. Mm. Harry is not, but he has got one thing to look forward to. Because mm. he was a bit embarrassed that oh, he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't, you know, let to um, yeah. play with the boggart. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to murder the boggart last week. Oh, and, but it says... Harry had something else to occupy him. Something so enjoyable, it made up for his unsatisfactory classes. Unsatisfactory? Unsatisfactory? Unsatisfactory. Who does he think he is? Count your effing blessings, young man. Do you want to go back with the Dursleys and go to that horrible little grey uniform school?
1: Honestly, kids at school, they'll always say things like, oh, it's boring, or... Oh, we have to do all this work and stuff. But that's just because you're lazy. Can't be bothered doing something. <laughs> yeah. You're not interested. Fair enough. To turn round and say this lesson is unsatisfactory. Who are you, You're not Offsted?
0: <laughs> unsatisfactory. Watching a bogger like be like dispelled and like you know, yeah, defensed against. Yeah. is entertaining enough. You don't have to be the one doing it. Well, I'm not satisfied. <laughs> what? I need gratification in these lessons. Well, I think I'd be just as satisfied um, to see people playing frisbee than I would playing it myself. 100%. It's very graceful, the frisbee.
1: Yeah. That defies the laws of gravity. Well, what's
0: that thing called? That little thing that people throw. It's like It kind of looks like... It's like a rugby ball with a tail at the yeah, end. Yeah, what is that called?
1: I don't know, but I know exactly what you mean. It, like, spins through the air like a yeah, dance.
0: sometimes it whistles.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No. But I'd just be... I'd be just as satisfied watching that be thrown around and playing it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be sat here going, unsatisfactory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it a U. <laughs> get off, you high horse. Harry. Mm. Snape
1: is a bit annoyed. And I, I get this, because if you're a teacher... And you hear that somebody... First of all, you're somebody's greatest fear. That would make me upset. Yeah. And second of all, that somebody has made a boggart turn into you and then dressed up in his grandma's clothes mm. and everyone's laughing at you. Mm. I would feel horrendous if I was Snake. It's humiliated.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like the live-action photoshopping of something.
1: Yes, 100% <laughs>
0: I'd post if take, it around the school if I take an image of you and I don't know made you what do you hate like I don't know put a whip in your hand and yeah. put a gun in the other hand Ugh. and put like a knife on your foot
1: I'm not a violent man listeners I'm not it's fake it's been faked <laughs>
0: he'd hate it I would
1: well, it's like a similar
0: thing with Snape yeah yeah I remember
1: uh, speaking of Photoshop and stuff. We used to do uh, a sketch every year at the school, like a competition. Estedvod. That was very good. We used to do a sketch and we used to dress up as the teachers and take the piss, doing like a sketch, right? Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, one year, myself and my mate Jamie dressed up as two of the teachers and part of the sketch was, was that they fell
0: in love oh, and got married. They were secretly having an affair, weren't they? No, no. Oh. No. But after this they did. Yes. They saw the possibilities. It inspired them. We should be together. Exactly. I'm a 58-year-old man. You're a newly qualified teacher. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I'm sure those are the first two lines of a Shakespearean sonnet. And anyway, once the sketch finished... Uh, a guy who was good with Photoshop edited two pictures, one of them in love in a field, sat together, Mm. and another one of them getting married Mm. where he'd put the faces on people. And uh, they were not happy with that. And I think it's a similar feeling to Snapewear because the whole school was like laughing at the pictures. Mm -hmm. They felt a bit embarrassed. Mm. But look, two people's misery is worth 700 people's joy.
0: No, it is not. (laughs) Eh? What do you mean? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, mild embarrassment then shall we say
0: yeah, they probably forgot it right now I wonder how many things because the thing is for high school a lot of people some of the most traumatic things happen to them oh, yeah. they stay with them throughout their life mm. yet yeah, if you're a teacher you continue to stay in that realm not only are you witnessing children go through trauma but you're experiencing it yourself with children finding new and unusual ways to embarrass you as a teacher well, because rumours
1: live on for years and years and years through schools. Mm. Like, I remember us hearing a rumour that, oh, so-and-so's, uh, this teacher got locked in a cupboard. That happened like 15 years ago. But, like, you, know, you just pass it on and on yeah. and on, and that's the thing about that teacher. Yeah. Or, like, nicknames as well. I remember there was a teacher with a nickname... And I have like a... It's a bit of like a distant relative. But he must be about 10, 15 years older than me, maybe. Mm. And that was a nickname then. And you think you just... Because it's
0: like a rolling thing. Mm-hmm. When Especially you, siblings as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All the chat that goes on at home. These things
1: just like stay alive and you can't escape them.
0: There was a teacher...
1: Um,
0: like crazy things. you know, like... The teacher left. Yeah. Kids thinking mad creative things... Like, left the classroom to go get something. Yeah, yeah. One of the lads opened the classroom door and spat on the outside of the handle. So when she came back, she'd have to grab a handful oh, of Oh, that's horrible. I know. Oh, that's not nice, is it? And people would say she would snog her husband in the car before work. Which <laughs> yeah. is fine. Um, <laughs> but then that changed into... Yeah. She snogs her son in the car, who was also a student of the school. <laughs> oh, God! yeah oh can't be doing that yeah
1: kids are horrible aren't they if you're a kid listening to this you're
0: horrible (laughs) Wait till you're 18. <laughs> right in with the most horrible thing that happened at your school. If it's funny, don't tell me anything sad. I um, Yeah, let
1: us know, actually.
0: That'd be interesting. I was, uh, I was doing a show once. I was doing a stand-up comedy show, and there was a doctor in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh go on, give us something. What's the worst thing that's ever happened? Mm. And they give me a great answer. I forget mm. what it was, but it was so funny. Something that yeah. like really ridiculous. Next year... I, I had another doctor in the audience. I was, like, yeah. so I was like, that worked great last time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? And he's like, I don't want to say. And I was like, oh, go on. Yeah. yeah. And then he told me something so traumatic, <laughs> it ruined the show. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: have to tell us now.
0: Well, I've wiped it from my memory. No, oh, come on. What was it? If it was traumatic then why would I want to bring it up now? You've just brought it up now! <laughs> no, but I'm going into details. Oh, you can't dangle that carrot in front of us. It was then... something about intestines falling out of someone.
1: Good, thank you. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> intestines
0: falling out. <laughs> <laughs> now, Quidditch is back on the lips of every little Nerd in Hogwarts. It's back. Oliver Wood is putting pressure on everyone. Yeah. This is my last chance yeah. to win the Quidditch Cup, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah? The House Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's my last year. Yes. Oliver Wood, when are you graduating? You've been captain of this team <laughs> for three years now.
1: Yeah.
0: Move on. Your dream is not my dream. Yeah. I play Quidditch for fun. Why are you pressing this onto me?
1: I think his grades are going to suffer dramatically. Mm. Because, fair enough, have your hobbies, but he's obsessed with Quidditch. Mm. So much so that he can't be studying his newts properly. Mm. I don't think so. But I will give Oliver Wood this. He seems to actually be a bit more positive as a captain this year. Last year it was all this, you know, win or die trying, all this bloody shit. <laughs> But I think over the summer he must have had like a management and leadership course because he's like bigging them up. He's goes, we've got three superb chasers, mm. two excellent beaters, the best seeker we've ever seen. You know, I think,
0: oh, thank but you. was that not just a device to let the reader know who was on the team? Because how can you do that in the negative way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because they were going and then they listed everyone's <laughs> name after he said that. The three chasers,
1: Alicia Spinnett, Katie Bell, Angelina Johnson, you need to spark up your, up your ideas. ideas. <laughs> you need to be chasing the quaffle which goes through the hoops for ten points, Oh remember. My God, why are we having the rules of Quidditch to explain to us again? Look, Fred and George, you need to be better at batting those bludgers. They're black bulls that fly around, you've got to get them out of the way. Harry... You've got to catch the snitch. It's a walnut size. We can't compare it to anything else. It's the size of a walnut. It's with wings, Harry. You've got to catch it because that ends the game. And it gives us 150 points. 150
0: points, rendering the rest of you useless. Huh? <laughs> Why are we being explained the rules of Quidditch again? We're three books in. We practice
1: three times a week for three years. <laughs> I know how the game works, baby.
0: No, but there's the reader. Oh yeah. Like if you're explaining Quidditch to us again, why not explain? I suppose a lot of things are already re-explained every book. Yeah. But.
1: But also why explain what wand is? Even if you don't
0: remember. It's a little wooden gun. <laughs> <laughs> we already had that earlier on. That was a. A gun
1: is a metal wand. Yeah, yeah. We had. um... Uh, If we were in a Quidditch match having not been explained the rules for the third time, you're not going to be reading it going, what's going on with this? I don't understand the rules of this. Mm. That's not what it's about. This is about Harry being attacked by a Dementor. This is about the Bludger going rogue. This Mm. is about somebody bewitching the broom. Don't be worrying about the match. Mm. You know, who's offside? What's going on? What's the score? (laughs) Nobody gives a shit about the rules (laughs) of
0: Quidditch. Wood is really pressing on to the other players about the importance of winning it this year. Yes. Gryffindor haven't won in seven years. I don't know whether that's because the other teams have won or because the matches have been cancelled and they've not done it that, that, those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's like one of them pushy showbiz parents, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Living his dreams vicariously through the rest of the team. Oh, yeah, getting his three-year-old on a bloody concert pianist level. You must have come across a lot of them kids in your time in showbiz.
1: Yeah, definitely, and like, because my parents were very good, they were supportive, but they always just let me do whatever. That was, that was your, you were running the show, weren't you? I wanted to do, what do you mean, with the drama group? Everything, it was like, you know, they weren't, you know, pushing
0: you, making you do things. No, it, it was
1: always my choice. I remember my I had a piano teacher who was quite pushy. I was learning piano, and I'm, I think I must have been on about grade two, and uh, she put me in for the actual Estetervod, which is like a national competition in Wales, and she gave me a piece that was, like, grade five, grade six, mm-hmm. and I was only about eight or nine, and it was way beyond my ability, so much so that I wasn't learning the piece. I was just memorising the order of the notes. Mm-hmm. Like, not, like if you're if you're good at piano, you can look at something, and you can say, oh, that's an arpeggio, and then I'm doing that harmony, and then it's a pattern that repeats or whatever, but because I didn't have that ability as a seven-, eight-year-old kid... I was just thinking, right, it's A, then it's B-sharp, then it's this, then it's this. And it put me off piano for about three years. Really? It was awful, because I was being pushed to do this competition that I didn't get through in, because I just wasn't very good.
0: God, if only she hadn't done that. I reckon in her head, she thought, I'm going to take a chance and push him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to push him, but she pushed you off. But she didn't need to push... It wasn't as if I was a child
1: prodigy (laughs) anyway. I was just learning at a slow pace. Hey... This guy's going to be a star. No, I'm not. I'm on, I'm on grade two here. It's taken me four years to get here. What What are you pushing me for? <laughs> you just need to keep me doing chubby coming round the mountain. I'm enjoying doing that. I don't want to be doing J.S. Bach. And that's what I was doing. What's it called? G's? you joy of man's desire. I remember it. It's ingrained in my head. Give us what we
0: want. You'll be going round the mountain when when (laughs) she comes. You'll be coming round the mountain (laughs) when she comes. I want to be
1: doing that. I think I'd rather listen to that. I would. It's more fun. (laughs) Do you know what? I should have tried that. This, you know, (laughs) the first person they're doing Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Second person, they're doing a bit of Mozart's. Me, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Come on, judges! She'll be coming around the mountain when
0: she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain. Yeah, those pushy parents, yes. um, you get them in a lot of stuff. I think oh, yeah. a lot of the reason that you get child stars and then they burn out, Oh, don't they? There's that trope of a child star burning out because yeah. they've got to that point because their parents have pushed them into it. Yeah. But then having a childhood around yeah. adults and around showbiz make, makes you a weird, unusual person. Like, through yeah. no fault of your own. No,
1: no. Well, because people are weird with you, aren't they, I think? I think adults are
0: patronising to a child often, if you're very young. Well, sometimes they're treated like adults. Yeah, and yeah. And then they can't relate to other children. Like, Amanda Bynes, who was like a child star, she kind of went off the rails. Yeah. And I'm not sure. And like Britney Spears, in a way. yeah. Uh, Free Britney. Yeah. Sometimes there's no coming back. No.
1: Very, very strange stuff. But yeah, luckily my parents were always quite laid
0: back. I don't know. I kind of think it's brought you and made you a very strange man. He's <laughs> aged you beyond your years. Maybe he's right. <laughs>
1: well, that could be true because I remember as a kid I would go on tour with adults mm. where I would be one of maybe two young kids mm. and everybody else would be adults and that was interesting because it's very strange because you're kind of part of the gang but then obviously you can't go to, they'd go for like a drink after the show and you mm. would not be able to go and then so you'd have this weird thing where then you'd be just you and like i don't know the woman who ran it or whatever mm. so it was it, it was very odd being part because I, I did feel quite like part of the team that tr- treated me like them even though I was maybe 12, 13. How old were they? <clears throat> like early 20s, maybe. Oh, in my head.
0: Whenever I think of adults, even now to this day, I think of like 40-year-old <laughs> people. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most of them were like in the 20s. Early 20s, yeah. Fair enough. I'll let you off.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're about to go to Hogsmeade. Oh, yeah. The children can't wait. Oh, oh. Fred and George... We can't wait to get some stink pellets. Lads, you've got to be in sixth form right now. <laughs> what year are they in? Fifth year? Well, they've got to be like what, three years above are they six... or two years above whatever. Mm. Maybe like last year or something, yeah, year yeah. 11 then. Yeah, yeah. But stink pellets, sad, sad acts. When's that going to stop? If I was in year 11 and someone was like, oh, I'm some stink bombs, yeah. I'd be like... Grow up. Yeah. I'm listening to music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with stink bombs? Who thought, hey, I'll get a little glass bottle and I'll put smelly in there and then someone can smash it and it'll be smelly? Have you used a stink bomb? No, I've been the victim of a stink bomb. Was, a long leg- was it an eggy one? It was an eggy one. Somebody set one off in the bus and it was a delayed reaction and then suddenly it was oh, it was awful! Mm. Very, very nasty.
0: Have you ever made or received a stinky bomb? I bought a pack of three stink bombs mm. in Spain once. Yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah, they're in like a little glass bottle, like tiny little glass thing. Yes. And then I think I threw one outside and didn't smell it at all. <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't mind just throwing the other ones away, too scared to use them. Oof. Yeah. Well,
1: now would be the perfect time for me to use a stink bomb because I still cannot smell. Can you not? No, no, I've still not got my sense of smell back. Can you taste? I can taste. My taste went for about two days and then it came back. But the doctor was telling me that I might not get my sense of smell back for six months.
0: <laughs> That's awful.
1: Which is frightening. But yeah, now would be the perfect time to for anything. me. smell anything. Put an onion on your nose. Nothing. Nothing. Can't smell anything. Oh my God. Yeah. Man. But yeah, perfect time for me to become a stink bomber. Because I can't smell it. Thank mm, okay. <laughs> you. Harry has got what some people may know as FOMO. Mm. Fear of missing out. He's not allowed to go to Mogsmead. Would you... Nope, we're there.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Tom, do you ever get FOMO? Always. Do well, you? I think maybe, maybe I do. Probably. probably yeah, definitely. Like I what kind of things? Um. Maybe if you get invited somewhere and you know it's not really practical to go, but you'd be like, oh, would be good to go. Maybe something yeah. good will happen. Yeah. I tell you what, no one has ever yeah. regretted Going home early. Never. Right? Yeah. Like people having a party, something, night out. Yeah. Nothing good has ever happened. Like... It's like, you're not going to go home and go, oh, I wish I was still out spending money. Yeah. (laughs) I get FOMO when I'm out. Do you?
1: Oh, I could be over. Missing out on a night in here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh, There's lucky people in bed. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true that. Once you get the urge to go home... You're never going to enjoy yourself. You just need to get home. Don't push yourself. No, that thing.
0: Oh, fantasising about bed.
1: Oh, could be in bed. Oh, Loving it. See, so it's getting me excited now, thinking
0: about going home. I wanted to get in bed today. I was at work, and I was like, oh, I'd love to be in bed. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't Instead, it? Instead, I was suspended from a ceiling, being whipped. Oh. And with every flake of skin... Being twatted off your ass. I said to him, do you mind covering my sandwich for my lunch that was below? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's getting skin flaky. Oh, and they wouldn't. That BLT,
1: bum flakes, lettuce and tomato. We don't want it. We don't need
0: it. Cover it in cling film, please, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, they need um, permission slips to go to Hogsmeade. Yep. Yeah. They're not bending on this. They are not bending on this. Because, and also, they're leaning on it because they don't want Harry going. Yes. Because Sirius Black has been spotted nearby, right?
1: That's the ulterior motive, isn't it? Mm.
0: So that's why they don't want Harry going, right? Mm -hmm. But, sure, if that's the case, no child should be going to Hogsmeade. Because, I don't know if you know this about Sirius Black, but he's alleged to have killed 13 people with one curse. And all of
1: those thirteen people were not Harry Potter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so perhaps it's not beyond him to maybe kill a child. Yeah. In their eyes. Yeah. So yeah. don't let them all go. <laughs> Look, Harry, you're
1: not allowed to go because we know the mass murderer might want to kill you. Everybody else, as long as you've got a written permission form. Colin Creevy, what are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> Get in there, get in the lion's den, Colin! Mm. I was interested in the fact that Harry made up lies to try and get McGonagall to forego this rule. Like, he was like, oh, you know... You surprised
0: at that? You surprised at little Harry Potter being a dirty-mouthed liar? Well, I'm only surprised in the fact that surely the
1: real thing would garner more sympathy from McGonagall oh you know my auntie and uncle actually abused me they've kept me in a cupboard for ten years and they won't sign the thing also I've been a, you know two days after I got my
0: letter from Hogwarts with a permission form I've been living in the leaky cauldron for two weeks I've not mm. seen my auntie and uncle he should have got Tom the Tom the innkeeper to sign his permission to leave. he's as much as guardian as Dursley's are yeah, he was kissing him awake for two weeks <laughs> still he's practically family Get him signing it with his (laughs) hump. With his (laughs) hump. Pinch, pinch it, Tom. (laughs) Pinch it with your (laughs) hump.
1: But yeah, but I do see McGonagall's point because as soon as you, if you give an inch, they'll take a mile. As soon as one kid finds out that the rules have been bent for Harry Potter, again, they'll be like, again, (laughs) every time they'll be like, why can't I? Mm. My mum was in a coma. Look, look, he's the chosen one. Mm.
0: He's going to Hogsmeade. I know um, there's this dispute between Scabbers oh. and Crookshank. Right? Scabbers was there first, mm-hmm. but he's old. Yes. Crookshank is a cat. Cats chase rats. Yeah. There's only one way to solve this. We'll cut both animals in two. Oh yeah. And whichever cries most can keep the keep their parts. <laughs> what who was that? Was that King Gu, King David who came up with that in the Bible? I've no idea what you're talking about. Two people had a claim for a baby, two women. <gasps> it's my baby. The other one said, No, it's my baby. Yeah. The king says, I will cut the baby in two, um you can have half each. And one of the one, one of the women went, Alright. And the other women said, No, I'd rather not have it than that happen to it. She can have the baby. Yeah, yeah. And the king said, She's the real mother. Only a real mother would say that.
1: Only a not mental human being. You don't have to be somebody's mother to yeah. not want a baby cut in half. <laughs> I'm happy to have it cut in half (laughs) Bloody hell Forget it Whether she's biologically the mother or not That woman is not having that baby back We've had the DNA test results You are the mother But you were willing For this baby to be cut in half You're being adopted by you You can have her That That is insane And I'm not going out on a limb here Was that an Old Testament story?
0: He's nodding. (laughs) He's nodding. It always is. They're Mm. absolutely mental. Mm -hmm. That rat, though. Get rid of that rat. Ron is sleeping with that rat in his bed. Dirty boy. I'm I'm not living for this subplot. I find it
1: boring. (laughs) Tiresome. This is the third scrap they've had.
0: No. Oh,
1: fed up of it. They've done it in a pet shop. They've done it on the train. They've done it in the common room. It's not the end of it either. We're going to hear more about these two. I'm
0: sick of it. No animal should enter their owner's bed. It's inappropriate. Yes. It's inappropriate because they're not family. That is a friend of yours. You don't let your friend in your bed. (laughs) Not even to top and tail at a sleepover. No, 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 no. No. It's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And you could argue, oh... Uh, Ron sees himself as a rat. He just wants to see what it was... You know, he sees himself as a rat as well. <laughs> no, Ron, you're not a rat. Get that rat out of your bed. I remember when I'd hang out with kids at school and they had, like, pets and stuff. And
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. Did, like, have the pets all over them and stuff. And I yeah, yeah, think...
1: yeah. Oh, I don't know. I had a cat and it was nice when she'd come in bed with me. Let me say something. <clears throat>
0: yeah. My dad had a friend and he... He was gifted a newborn chick. And he loved this chick. Is this a fairy, Tony? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. Fairy labour. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought we'd ignore it. <laughs> this chick, he was like... He was smitten with it. He was uh, he was like, look at my chick. And he's walking around with a chick and he was like rubbing it on his face and he was like feeding it, giving right. it drinks, little having it with him. And uh, that night... He took the chick to bed with him and he was like, Put it on his pillow next to him. Yeah, went to sleep. Yeah, in the morning, woke up, dead chick in his bed. He'd flattened it with his body.
1: That is like a grim
0: fairy tale, is it? And the prince was gifted a baby chick. I just think pet owners need to rein it in. Yeah, like they're not your lovers, mm. these are your animals. <laughs> But I think some people who have pets are very lonely, aren't they? In Wallace and Gromit, In the Wrong Trousers, when, yeah. when Gromit finally got put outside the doghouse, I was like, good. Yeah. Good. Dog, dog be outside. Penguin inside, please.
1: That must have been a bittersweet moment for you because the dog is out but the penguin is in. <laughs> He's just robbed Peter to pay Paul.
0: He swapped one problem with another. He's robbed Peter to pay Paul. Do you know that phrase? There's no such expression. A 100%
1: is. It's (laughs) when
0: you
1: solve a problem by creating another one. So if you owe Paul money, it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Well, yeah, you've paid Paul, but now you've just stolen from Peter, so you've got
0: a problem now, haven't you? This conversation's making me want a penguin. (laughs) Pick up a penguin. Yeah. How does a penguin build his igloo? Hmm don't know. He glues so it together. So what is... Um, so, so, so they, I don't know. So they need yeah. consent to go to Hogsmeade, right? Yeah. You need parents' consent to go to Hogsmeade. Yes. Because they're leaving the school, it's a permission slip. Where's the consent the parents' permission for all the other crazy things they do at Hogwarts? Yeah, yeah. Where's the consent for riding a hippogriff? Where's the current, for, you know, a detention in the forbidden forest? Yeah. Where's the consent for dueling lessons? None. You can do whatever you like with that, but
1: hey, my child is not going to the post office (laughs) without my say so. (laughs) Alright. I
0: haven't consented to this sweet shop trip. He's fat enough! My son's come home, and his robes are stinking of stink bombs. That <laughs> was him. Look, last year I was sending letter after letter asking for
1: my child to be sent home when a snake was killing students. You <laughs> wouldn't let me. Now yeah, well you're asking if it's all right if they go to
0: the joke shop. My son has not slept a night. All he can talk about is the Shrieking Shack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not being funny, the Shrieking Shack isn't even part of Hogsmeade. That's just someone's house. (laughs) That's
0: just a bit of an abandoned house. I have got that house. I wouldn't mind not going to Hogsmeade. That is like the Bane thing of this chapter. Harry being left out, not going to Hogsmeade.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I wouldn't mind not going to Hogsmeade. A lot of the students are going to be there, mm-hmm. all third years and above, yeah? I think this is perfect opportunity for Harry. He's got the common room to himself. Yeah. sit in a big armchair in front of the fire, lean back. And just have a big. Oh, no! Fine. He's got the. All the first and the second years are in that room. He's got the common room to himself. Get in front of the fire and have a big bag of pork scratchings. Lovely. Relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Just chill out, mate. You don't have to do homework. Just time to yourself to reflect. Because every other time, you know, you share a bedroom with the other boys. Go up and hang out in your bed. Bounce you know? on the beds. Do what boys do in beds. Sleep. Sleep.
1: <laughs> now, uh, in Herbology, after Herbology, sorry, before Transfiguration, Lavender Brown is crying. <laughs> a rabbit's dead. It's been killed by a fox. Mm. And it. she's found out on the 16th of October, just as... Professor Trelawney predicted spooky stuff. Hermione doesn't believe it. She believes it's a load of rubbish and it's a coincidence. And she was like, well, why would you be dreading you? Rabbit dying because it was a baby. Mm. Also, it didn't happen on the 16th. You only found out about it on the 16th, Hermione. Whatever your views, this girl is grieving. Yeah. And you're going... Think about it logically, though. You wouldn't worry about that, would you? It's obviously not true. Yeah. Let the woman mourn. Mm.
0: Her rabbit. People don't let people grieve. No. Oh me, uh, my dog's dead. My dog died. I don't want to hear I'm about not it. asked. I don't hear about your dog, dead yeah. dog. Not comparable. Yeah. Oof. My dog's dead. I've got a cold. I've had a worse cold.
1: People can't just be sympathetic.
0: I was robbed last week. Oh, weird. I was murdered.
1: Good. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So they, oh, they come back and they start talking about the post office in uh, Hogsmeade, right? Oh, bloody hell. There's owls, all the owls in the world. Express owls, blah, 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 owls. Yeah. Anywhere, blah, blah, blah. blah. Had me thinking. So I always thought like wizards had their own owl,, yeah. or some other kind of transportation to get letters sent across. So if you've got the post office, they are wasting time and resources, because I generally think if there's two letters to go to Blackpool Yeah, 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 they're sending two owls. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're having one owl do multiple trips, or even if they don't have two owls, yeah. the owl will do one trip.
1: Yeah, fly all
0: the way back to Scotland, pick up the other letter, and yeah. fly all the way back to the same location.
1: They're going to be knackered, aren't they? Mm. So I'm imagining if you don't own an owl, you would go to the post office, send an owl, mm. go home. Well, the post office send you a well. Surely the post office would have to. This don't make any sense. The post office would have to send you a letter to let you know that the letter had arrived, wouldn't they? How would, how would they let you know? Or would they just send the owl back to your address? Oh, it's strange, isn't it? it do not make any sense to me. Uh, a bit made me laugh. They're on about, before they go to Hogsmeade, running a man and they go, hey, but Harry, you've got the Halloween feast to look forward to. Mm. And then Harry's thinking about that and he goes, well, to be fair, the Halloween feast is always good. How do you know? You've never been. First year, trolling the dungeon, missed it. Mm-hmm. Second year, death day party. You know nothing about you the get, Halloween. Never had a bite.
0: You just heard
1: things. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, sorry, if I, if I if I if I was there, if I'd have caught that, I'd been like, ah, what would you just say? <laughs> how would you know? You, uh, hey, hey, listen. He think he's saying that the feast is great. I've been there every year, pal. You've not had a taste, so you can't talk about it. It is good, but you don't know that. <laughs> Why' your neck in, you nerd. Oh. I don't feel even worse about not going to Hogsmeade. Yeah. Uh, they come back, don't they? Well, oh, Harry has had this time alone yeah. where he's gone and had tea with Lupin. Is this the same trip? Oh, yeah, sorry. Harry's gone and had tea with Lupin for like about five seconds, it seemed. Yes. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Snape walked in. And uh, gives Lupin a goblet of a potion, and it's said to make him feel better.
1: Yes. And Harry, as a student, shouldn't ask what it is for. Nope. What's that? What are those pills for, Professor? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with you. Now tell me.
0: <laughs> what ails you? I've got a right to know. As your student <laughs> you've met four times? Yeah. What are the pills for? Harry, see. get off my arm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can see a brain scan over there. Mind <laughs> if I take a look? I have a right to know.
0: <laughs> thing that Professor, me... you've yeah. got a tan line around your finger where a ring should be. What's that about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's the unlucky lady? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wouldn't surprise me if he asked that he is nosy to the nth degree
1: <laughs> dirty boy
0: someone asked me that I went to I had a doctor's appointment once yeah and I went to work I was like in lakes I've been to doctor's appointment yeah. yeah yeah it was like confirmed with management and stuff yeah and my colleague went to me oh I'll come and you in a bit later today I was like oh I've just been to the doctor and then he went to me why <laughs> oh you know just general you know doctor stuff and he was, <laughs> and he was like what's the issue
1: How's know your fucking business? <laughs> Especially when you clearly don't want to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well I don't I, I always think if someone said if you're gonna doctor unless it's your fucking friend Yeah yeah. Don't ask. No, no. Just go hope you get better. Yeah, make me realise, just say slept in a summit while you late and you'll leave. Yeah. Don't tell anyone anything, because no. your colleagues are not your friends. Yeah. Remember that, listeners, your colleagues are not, not your, your friends. friends. They're going to backstab you at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> Before
1: they go to Hogsmeade, they try and cheer Harry up, and they say, Harry, look, we'll bring you back loads of sweets from honeyjukes, mm. And it's not in the books, but Harry turns round and he says, that's not going to cheer me up. I don't need sweets because I've got the lot.
0: <laughs> He's still got the lot. He's still got the lot. He's not <laughs> eating any of them. He's still got the lot of them two years ago. Oh, He's got a pile of the lots. Please throw the lot away. <laughs> I've got the lots. Come on, guys. Come up to my room. We'll have some of the lot. Oh, the no. frogs have melted. Trolley lady going past with
1: an empty trolley every year. He's still got the
0: lot. <laughs> still, he, won't, he won't eat it. He won't give it back. He's got no luck. Hot tomato soup running down my neck.
1: (laughs) Is that Violet Boregard? Lupin reveals that McGonagall has been gossiping about Harry. Because this hasn't even happened in her lesson. She's just heard this from the students. And she's gone to Lupin. You heard about Harry Potter? Saw the grim in his tea leaves. Why are you telling
0: me that? That's very unprofessional. If I was Professor Trelawney overhearing that, I'd be like, oh, sure, you don't think my lesson's bullshit then, do you? If you think there's some substance to the tea leaves. So I don't know why you're telling all the students that... uh, What's it called again? Divination. I don't know why you're telling all the students that divination's dog shit when you're like running around gossiping about it. So what, what is it, McGonagall? If I was... Professor Trelawney, I'd spark McGonagall. Yeah. Knock her out. <laughs> I want to see that scene. McGonagall, you're a mouth. The fittest teacher in the school is Professor Trelawney. Yeah. No doubt. Maybe that's it, jealousy. Yeah. Professor Trelawney, can I try on your goggles? <laughs> Go on, <laughs> swap them for me thin uh, rim spectacles. Oh, there is thinking, isn't there? Um... In answer to a question we received four weeks ago on Edwards' droppings, who's the, <laughs> who's the who's the fittest teacher? What's she called from Order of the Phoenix? pink, pink, pink. pink Umbridge. Girl. Umbridge. She's a contender. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. She's the second fittest teacher. Yeah. Mm.
1: She doesn't take no nonsense, does she? That could be attractive to somebody.
0: We could double date. I'd take out Professor Trelawney. You could take out Umbridge. Lovely. <laughs>
1: during the day, I'll have to have uh, etched into my army with self-harm the words, I must pay the bill. She's <laughs> that kind
0: of woman. What would Professor Umbridge have you etched into your own hand? And mine would be, was Harry's I must pay attention? I must not tell lies. I must not tell lies. I think mine would be I must pay attention. Yeah. What would yours be? Erm... Um... Have a break. No, not have a... But Kit Kat, why it? <laughs> why not? Have a rest. Have a break. He says, just do it. He says, I'm loving it. <laughs> it <laughs> must be, I must have a break. All right, I must no, have a break. Have a break. <laughs> have a Kit Kat. Mine says, put your feet up, pick up a penguin.
1: Oh, that'd be hard, every P in the stutter.
0: Listeners, oh. we're jumping okay. ahead, three bucks until it gets to Umbridge, or two books. But what would Umbridge have you etch into your own hand? We want to know. Lucas's is, is well, mine is a, I must pay attention. Lucas's is, is a, just do it. <laughs> Mine's eat, pray, love. Eat, <laughs> <laughs> what would the listeners have etched into their hands? Yeah. Now Harry, oh, just like McGonagall, yeah, is a gossip as well. Oh yeah, seeing Lupin uh, drink some goblet that Press Snape prepared for him instantly yeah. tells Harry how tells Ron and Hermione, yeah, don't be spreading shit. That's what to do with them.
1: But he's gossiping with Lupin as well. He goes, I've heard Snape's interested in the dark arts, you know. I'd be careful drinking that. All right, 13-year-old boy, I've known this man for 30 years. <laughs> oh. I've heard he
0: makes poisons. <laughs> you have not
1: heard it from me, teacher I've met four
0: times. I trust you with my life looping. That Snape, though, he's nothing to me. <laughs> I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Didn't like my dad at school. Mm. <laughs> Mm.
1: (laughs) But for me, Harry has turned a corner Mm -hmm. because he tells the truth
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to a teacher. Lupin goes, are you worried about something? He lies initially because that's his knee-jerk reaction to anything and everything. (laughs) But then he goes, actually, I am worried. You know, I wonder why you uh, didn't let me do the things to Mm -hmm. deal with the boggart. Hallelujah. And then Lupin is honest to Harry in return.
0: Because of this, I didn't want Voldemort to turn up. A bit awkward. You've seen him. You're going to definitely know what he looks like. All the other ones, are not seen him. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Harry, see what the rewards are if
0: you tell the truth. You get the truth back. People trust yeah. you. Well, another question, uh, Lupin. How come you didn't let Hermione have a go? Well, I didn't want a nonce in the classroom. <laughs> Can't.
1: what I did before the class was uh, I uh, researched all of the students (laughs) and anybody who has any traumatic childhood experiences they're not dealing with the bogger (laughs) I don't want your uncle punching you as a bogger I don't want you seeing mass murderers (laughs) your uncle punching you as a
0: bogger (laughs) My uncle punched me. <laughs> well, I put my mum and dad, him to leave.
1: Yeah, you... Uh, my boggart turned into my eight-year-old piano recital. <laughs> oh! And the other thing, Ron is continuing his amazing character development, where he's being sympathetic to Harry, trying not to hurt his feelings all the time. I'm loving it. First uh, well, That's also etched on my hands. First two books... He didn't care about anyone. He's just, like, blundering about being selfish. But he seems to be really empathetic towards Harry, this book.
0: Mm. And I'm liking what I'm reading. Maybe he's, like, really taking... He's getting older, he's mature, and he's noting how, like, much isolation Harry spends and he feels quite sorry for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he spends alone alone at the Dursleys, he's alone in bloody uh, Diagon Alley. He's yeah. always alone, alone, alone. Now he can't come to ha- Hog- Hogsmeade. Yeah, yeah. Alone, alone, alone.
1: Very, very sad. Mm. But it's good. There's a bit of maturity from Ron that I hope we continue to
0: see. And Hermione's running around going, I'm on McGonagall's side. Do we need that from you right now? You're meant to be smarter than us. How about some emotional intelligence?
1: <laughs> She's on one today, isn't she? She's like, oh, I, th- I think McGonagall's right. Well, they didn't actually die
0: on the sixteenth of October, did they? We're not even your mate. Yeah, we're not your mate. Why are you talking to us? Yeah, it's not up to you to like try and console me on my grief. But do but, one. <laughs> but what we don't realise
1: is Hermione is now a middle-aged woman, tired of life. Mm. She's aged. She's past it. Yeah,
0: so the menopause affects your moods. Mm. It does seem strange when you, parents give you when you're a teenager, and parents give you weird perspectives on like they give you advice about school stuff, you know, like friendship and like whatever, yeah, like yeah. the drama, and you're like I'm a bit dated this advice. <laughs> like you know, like, I don't know when you see on like programs and stuff. If there's a bully, just go up to someone and say, "Don't bully me."
1: Yeah.
0: Like, as a kid, you like that's the worst advice I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna, gonna, gonna worse. That's gonna make things ten times worse. Yeah. But when you're an adult, you're like, no, I think that would work. Yeah. Like, if you, like, if you go, like an adult would say, tell on them. And yeah. you think, no, no. You tell on them, make things worse. But it doesn't. No. It doesn't make things worse. No, it does. They help. stop because they go, if you tell them enough times, they stop because... Uh,
1: yeah, they know it's not going They being told
0: off. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's like, I remember getting
0: a piece of advice
1: once or hearing a piece of advice, which is like, hey, this will wind them up. Whatever you say, agree with them. That'll put them on the back foot. But I remember there was a kid who did that and he got bullied more because he He'd was so it weird. On. He'd be like, Yes, I am weird. Like this, like <laughs> running around my that.
0: People just gave him more stick because he was like agreeing and being jolly with everything. The best defence at school is an offence. Yeah. Bring in a weapon. Bring in a weapon. There's a boy at my school, he brought in knuckle dusters. <laughs> I can't believe they exist. Yeah, they exist. What are they for? In fact, just fighting. It's metal. Do you know what they look like? Yeah, like like brass knuckles. Yeah, brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Um, another lad. Many kids brought in knives at my school. Same lad and had an extendable yeah. baton, like you know, like a police bat. Bloody hell! Strike people with it. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Nunchucks. I had a pair of nunchucks. Ugh! I've had to confiscate things like that in my time working in a school. Really? Yeah. Mainly like self-arm things. But uh, sometimes, things like knives
0: or, you yeah, things like that. Oh. Cut that out. And I know you always manage to put a little pleasant... It's like, I'm making ice cream sundae with a story. I and you it. And you go, I've got just the thing for this. I see you walking over to the charities. You turn round on zippy your trousers and start weeing on it. I
1: thought <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd come to an actual conclusion. That
0: was a topper, that was a dessert. Oh, he's going to give me a check. Oh, he's pissing on it.
1: (laughs) It's real life. (laughs) (laughs) They're at the Hogwarts feast, aren't they? God, yeah. And for entertainment, the ghosts are reenacting their deaths. (laughs) Hey! <laughs> Nick's there pretending to be beheaded! Great fun! Hey, Harry, you were saying this was good. I've just seen someone reenact their six months of decline. We don't want to watch that! <laughs> this ghost has just been watching telly on their own for a year. And
0: died in the sleep.
1: <laughs> Is this like the more jolly kind of things you were, you were wanting
0: from Can me? Can we get some of the jolly deaths out, please? <laughs> Fat Fryer, how did you die? Heart attack. That's funny. Let's see it, then. <laughs> Let's see it. Oh, I, I don't really want to. No, do it. It's Halloween. I d- honestly, I d- I'm still upset about it. Do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. There's nothing to it but to do it. <sighs> Alright. Uh, uh, somebody pretend to be the roller coaster. Put some effort into it.
1: <laughs> You're not doing it. Do it properly. We only ask you to do this once a year for 500
0: years. So, where's Moaning Myrtle? Get her down. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle, reunite your death. Don't want to. Grabbing and go, get the snake costume on. <laughs> In you go. Da da da. Da da da. da, da. <laughs> What's he doing? Shedding his skin? Look <laughs> 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 at kind of gorilla arms waving at us. There's a gorilla
1: under there. Malfoy, previously, has been back on form, we thought. You know, he was doing impressions, getting the crowd on side, quick-witted. But for me, he must have done this dementa joke another three times this chapter. Oh. oh, Potter, the Dementors are coming. I mm. Everyone's getting tired of it now. Mm. Even your mates aren't laughing. <laughs> Pansy Parkinson's like walking off.
0: Mm. God, so embarrassed. I mean, you, he must have joked about it three times this chapter. And, everyone's sat, and all the other Slytherins are sat around going, when I think about it, Dementors are frightening. Like, I was asleep the other night mm. and one was at my window. I, I, honestly, Malfoy... They're scary, and I and I, I don't believe you're not afraid of them. Yeah, because they are death.
1: Scared are we, Potter? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Maybe you should say that. <laughs>
0: agree. Well, but you this you know is what a, we say. Yeah, agree. I was the kid at your school they thought he was mad. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed.
1: And yeah, and then they go back to the common room and the portrait has been slashed. And the fat lady is not there. Mm. Thank goodness portraits can go from one to the other. Mm -hmm. Because imagine the fear of being confined by the frame and being attacked by a wolf. Mm. Oof, scary. Right.
0: How many? How many... How many halves of a rat <laughs> out of ten mm-hmm. are Ooh. you gonna get? So yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I really like this chapter. I feel like we're getting solid, solid, solid. I wouldn't say it was amazing, but I like the the cliffhanger is great. Sirius Black is in the school. I think that is a very good cliffhanger. Um, I, we get a bit of empathy for Harry, we get to see the start of this relationship and understanding
0: between Harry and Professor Lupin. Sirius Black wants to write a letter to Harry. Hmm? He wants to write a letter to Harry instead of like, you know. Yeah. Just trying to get into his bedroom. Yeah, that's (laughs) mad,
1: isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, why doesn't he just do that? Anyway, I'm going to give this chapter... um, I'm going to give it eight half rats out of ten. For a solid four rats out of five.
0: Mm. For me, this chapter had a lot of stuff going on. Mm. I really relished in the detail. Um, I enjoyed it. I've just come to accept that... I don't like many of the children in this book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was a lot of fun, and for that reason, I'm going to give it seven halves of a rat out of ten. Lovely!
1: Three and a half rats out of five. Mm.
0: Now, are you ready for the most popular segment, quiz? Quiz, 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 We're Going to ask you some questions. How will you do? Quiz, 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 quiz. Going to ask you about how pod How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Question one. I'll go for
1: three in a row this week.
0: Could be three in a row.
1: What's the prize?
0: I'll tell you a secret. Oh, I like that. Question one. Yeah. Where can you buy stink pellets? Uh, Zonko's Joke Shop. Correct. Question two. What were Ron and Hermione working on in herbology? Oh, I know this. Uh, puffer pods. Correct. Question three. Who was killed by a fox? Binky. Correct. The rabbit. Question four. What does Lupin have prepared? For the next lesson. A (laughs) grindalo. Can you believe this, listeners? This is (laughs) insane. None of these things we mentioned in the episode. All right, question five. Oh, here we go. Question five, and this is for the secret. And this is three in a row. First time ever, I think. What swam lazily across the stormy ceiling like brilliant water snakes?
1: Orange streamers.
0: I'm going to have to give it him. It's yeah. flaming orange streamers. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe
1: you got it. Three in a row! I can't believe you got it. You ready for the secret? What's the secret?
0: My favourite colour is yellow. Is it?
1: Mm. I didn't know that. that is gen- Other people won't give a shit, but I'm genuinely <laughs> interested by that. Fantastic! Oh, next week four in a row potentially! Quiz, 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 quiz. We're gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, 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 quiz go, can I should be how well will you do? Forget the blow, I'll kiss you properly. It is time for the nation's second favourite, I say, through gritted teeth segments of the show, Headwigs Droppings we're not alluding to owl poo, we're not alluding to ploppings, we mean the messages you send in when we refer to Hedwig's droppings. Now, what's in a beak this week? Now, you might notice I'm on my own at the minute, but I'm on my holidays. I'm in Poland at the minute and I'm with uh, my girlfriend Martina and we're seeing her family and friends. So, it's just me reading these out this week, but we've got a lovely five-star review from Ava Dawn. Thank you very much, Ava. She says, best thing to listen to when I'm bored. I love listening when I get bored and I love laughing at it. So thank you very much. And we've had another lovely review from Millie Ged. So thank you, Millie. Uh, This person says, I've been searching for a way to feel the magic feeling of reading the Harry Potter books for the first time. And this podcast comes pretty damn close to an exact match. I love the commentary on all the little details and being able to listen to a couple of hilarious guys and to get a glimpse into their lives is an added bonus. If you want to enjoy Harry Potter again in this messed up world of COVID and JK being a questionable person to say the least, this will bring a smile to your face. So thank you very much, Millie Ged. Now we've had a question from Ginge Pixel on Instagram. Thank you very much, Ginge. He says, what Olympic sports would you assign to characters in Harry Potter? Mm. Now I can't speak for Tom, but let's have a think. Uh, We'd put Harry in for uh, triple jump. I don't know why. Uh, Hagrid, definitely weightlifting. Professor McGonagall, I can imagine her being good at archery. And uh, let's put Filch in for the uh, power walking when they wiggle their bums and walk dead quick. (laughs) <laughs> there we go, top of my head. Right, now we've had another message from Alex Shepley on Facebook. Thanks for getting in touch with us, Alex. Uh, she says, Hello again, Pottervision Boys. I am now up to date with your episodes. I wanted to message again, though, because in episode 42 last week, you started playing an impromptu game of Everyone's Got a Price. To play, you pose a hypothetical scenario and ask how much would you do this for? After After establishing a price, usually a high one, the other players then try and haggle the first player down. Even things you think I'd never do that, you end up having a price. Well, we hope you have a go at this at home. Have a good play with that. Thank you very much, Alex. And then finally, we just need to say thank you very, very much to our three new patrons who have joined us this week. We've got Sarah Dallaire, who has joined us as a baby Draco on the top tier. We've got H. Wizzle, who is a new baby Hermione. Thank you very much, H. Wizzle. And we've got Roova, who is a baby Harry. So thank you very much and Guys, if you're not on the Patreon yet, it's there's loads of cool stuff on there. There's like eleven double vision episodes. You can have access to a live recording of our show from 2019. There's posters. There's stickers. There's keyrings. Personalised thank you videos. Mentions on the podcast. All that kind of stuff. Check it out. Just have a gander if you want. Patreon.com/slash Pottervision. Thank you very much. Hedwig's droppings. Potter- this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, you lovely people. As always, contact us, Pottervision at gmail.com, or we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just find us, uh, just search Pottervision. Also, we're going on tour. We've got 13 dates booked in all around the UK between this September and February of next year. Go to Pottervision.com, you can find out all the dates and ticket links. And if you want bonus content, we've got Double Vision, our extra episodes, all on our Patreon. There's 10 bonus episodes of the pod. Also, access to stickers, keyrings, and posters. But most importantly, you'll be supporting us with our show and costs and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be really, really helpful. Next week, we're on episode 44, chapter 9 of book 3 Grim Defeat. You have been Tom Laurinson.
0: You've seemed like Lucas Kirkby. Good tatty bye. Pot-a-vision. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.